welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman-Smith and this is Words and Pictures podcast number 30. This week my guest is Jodie J. Sperling and I'm really thrilled to have him back because this is my 30th episode. So hurrah. Jodie and I have a massive chat about all sorts of things. We tend to go a little bit off track, especially as we're beginning to get to know each other a little bit more. We've had a few chats offline as well. So, um, you know, have a little listen to that and have a bit of a laugh as we talk about the general author process and all sorts of other things besides. So stick around for the interview. Okay, at my desk this week. Well, at my desk this week, it's slightly chaotic here at home because my husband's putting in a new bathroom upstairs. We've lived in this house for 30 years. And really, we've decided that the small bathroom really does need sorting out. We've been putting it off. Anyway, he's getting on with that. So if you feel a few bangs and crashes, if you hear a few bangs and crashes, well, I do apologise. I am, in fact, for your ears comfort. I'm sitting here at my desk with a massive blanket over my head and kind of over the top of the computer and around the mic in order to, um, you know, try and lessen any bangs and clicks and whirs and things that you might hear and I'm afraid that's the best I can do usually I use a room upstairs which is one of my kids rooms oh well kids I say kids grown-up daughters long since left home Uh, but it's pretty packed with junk and it's a really good room to make um, podcasts in because it's very very quiet however I'm down here in the office with the aforementioned uh, blanket. In fact, I think it's one of the dog's blankets I've picked up. It's a bit hairy, never mind. And this is the sort of thing I do for your listener, you know. Anyway, so I'm sitting here hoping that it's not too too bad a recording because I really do need to get a couple of these sorted. Um, The thing with the podcast is before Christmas, I really got ahead of the game. I knew I'd be super busy and uh, I needed to really get lots of podcasts out so that I was sorted out well into January. Uh, but since then, well, I've done quite a few interviews, but it's getting round to actually, you know, putting these front bits on and having a chat about your week, uh, as well as obviously the editing of the podcast and, um, you know, the time it takes to get it out there. So I've been a little bit, mm, you know, a bit strapped for time, really. So blanket on the head it is. I need to you know, pop this up so that I've got another one up for the next couple of weeks. Anyway, so at my desk this week, well, I've been super, super busy. I finally finished um, my work in progress, uh, which is called The Midwitch. And it's it's a bit of a rom-com, really, a little bit of spice. It's quite funny. It's about a middle-aged woman who finds out she's actually turning into a witch. And it's, you know, it's it's a good story. I really, really enjoyed writing it. And apart from kind of blog articles and um, magazine stuff and obviously the children's stuff, actually, that makes it sound like I write a lot of lighthearted stuff. I was going to say I don't normally write lighthearted stuff, but actually, I suppose I do half and half. So I anyway, I've written this, I've finished it and um, I've kind of gone through a few passes, as you do, putting through the software like um, Grammarly. And I also use the pro writing aid. I use, in fact, them both. Uh, I've sure I've mentioned before about my dyslexia which is always a bit of an arse and um, you know you do need the two things I find it's a bit expensive keeping both of those on your computer you know but I feel that what one doesn't find the other one does and it kind of makes the writing a bit cleaner I think so anyway I've kind of got all that done and it's all as best as I can make it now so I've sent off a sample to my editor Although I say editor, new lady I'm using at the moment. I won't say her name at this point in case she decides not to take me on. Um, but anyway, I've sent the sample off to her as required and a, a little letter of pleading, 
please, please edit this work. And uh, we'll see where we go from there. Which, of course, leaves me in the happy position of thinking about the next book in the trilogy. Uh, I've planned all three books, but of course, having written the first one, I know my characters so much more now. And uh, I know when as I go back into those original notes that I made, I'll have more to add, more to say and a bit of a rejig of that planning process, um, which is sort of a bit of an outline, but it'll become fuller now. So that will probably be something that I might even get round to later on today, having a, another look at the planning for book two. And uh, of course, the book cover. The book covers I've got kind of sketched on in a in a sort of lined notepad with notes all over it, and uh, I've got some I've got some images picked out in Shutterstock, which is what I usually use to buy anything that I might need. I don't know whether I'm going to manipulate images to put this cover together or whether I might just do it as a whole illustration. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm I think the process will unfold itself as I as I get into it anyway so happy days that's me I'm uh, busy with the next book what a nice place to be in and it's my birthday this week so that's the other thing I've had to really get on with sending this stuff out to the editor um, on the date that I said I would give it to her because uh, I get lots of interruptions because it's it's um, my birthday and people keep popping in which is delightful and uh, I'm taking the day off tomorrow which will be delightful um so there we are. Happy days. Right. OK. Come and meet Jody J. Sperling. Well, you've met him before, but come and meet him again and listen to our crazy chat. So uh, on the Words and Pictures podcast this evening, I'm really excited to invite back Jody J. Sperling. Now, Jody has published two books this January, The Seven Figure Marketing Mindset for Novelists, which speaks for itself in the title. And it's sort of linked to his podcast, which has become more than the reluctant book marketing podcast it's become more it's expanded and i'm sure he'll tell us a little bit more about that because it's not just about marketing anymore it's about lots more other stuff but also he's also published yeah the nine lives of marla delonji and that's book one of the luke in time mysteries and uh, i think there's going to be three in that by the looks of things when i was having a little look at it earlier on today so the thing is jody what should we talk about should we talk about the marketing thing and the gap between the mindset in action, or do you want to talk about your writer self, your 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 creative, wow, your more creative side? I'm really excited to talk about about either, and I'm sure that it can flow both ways. I have had, by the way, thank you for having me on the show. Oh, it's lovely to really, have you. Really glad to be here. It's lovely to have you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I've had such an interesting time. Uh, as I feel like my understanding of marketing has evolved a little bit and I've been trying some some new things. We discussed that a little bit on my podcast. You were a guest just recently for for my show as well. And so, I mean, I definitely want to talk about the marketing piece. Let me just give my quick pitch for the novels because Absolutely. I'm doing something. Absolutely. Do it. Go for that, it. Yeah, that, that we'll see where this goes and, and how it it all works out. But one, I'm going to do direct fulfillment in all cases where it's possible. I do have them listed on Amazon and I'm intentionally anchoring them really high priced to push people away from buying on Amazon and buy in my store instead. Uh, that enables me to keep a lot more of the profit I make from the books, have to sell fewer copies, build relationships, keep reader information and keep them engaged. Uh, it is going to be a nine book series. So uh, just before I jumped on, on the show with you, I was drafting kind of the overarching nine book series uh, uh, and and it's a lot of fun. It's interesting to think back on J.K. Rowling talked about how she knew how Harry Potter would end. Uh, 
when she set out to write the books. It's kind of a mystery how much she knew about the the whole journey there. And what I've done is I've had this first book, The Nine Lives of Marva DeLonghi, uh, in an agent's hand for a really long time. Uh, and so I knew that I couldn't necessarily change that book, but expanding it into a series, I had to use the details that were there and take it to what I felt like would be the expanded story. That's been incredibly fun. So um, I've loved doing that. I, I, I love writing these novels. And where we left off before, I was really reluctant to self-publish. Making that choice has been, I think humbling, truly, uh, as well as freeing. I'm excited to have the work out there. And I'm seeing on a daily basis, strangers that I've never met buying my book and, yeah. and read it. And that's a cool experience. And you're in control now. I think that's, I think that's key, you know, and I know when you yes. said, you, we spoke before and you were saying about how, what a long time it would take for the actual book to be published and to be brought out if you were going to just if you were going on the traditional route, but the, the yes. good thing is, you know, you've published two books in January that, that can't happen in the traditional world. You know, you can publish another two in February if you want, because you've got the control. And if you get it finished, you're on it, you know. And I think it's quite yeah. nice to have, you know, that whole thing in your hands. I, I personally really mm -hmm. like that, you know. I do too. Yeah. yeah, I have a couple of other books that I, I am thinking that I'm probably going to just, without any fanfare or announcement, I think I'll just drop into my store at some point and then, generally start talking about them where the opportunities suit. Um, and I like that. I do. I do really enjoy that. Yeah, I think I think that's really nice. And also, I think a lot more authors are going it down the route of um, trying to, uh, well, not trying, but selling their work directly. And I think this is yeah. going to become um, a much more common thing. You will you will um, mm -hmm. advertise your your persona, your your artistic yourself, your self as an author, a writer, creator, whatever you want to call it. And then yeah. people are going to come to your name and your place mm -hmm. and then buy the books directly from you. And I think that's going to be um, a seismic shift over these next 10 years. That's my kind of thing. And I also have sell direct on my store now. Um, yeah. I'm just doing it in the UK at the moment, but I'm hoping to sort of expand a bit more with it as I, yeah, le as I, I learn how to do it. And also I think when you're an indie, you you kind of do well. Obviously, you know you've been doing the podcast, which is no mean feat either. Um, uh, which I know because I'm a new podcaster. So, but what you find is whatever things throw your way, you you kind of think, okay, now I will learn this. You know, and you do that, and I think that's a really good mindset. You don't sort of think, oh, I can't do it. I need somebody to do it because you have to do everything. Yeah. You just go, okay. I'm going to do this now. I'm going to I'm going to learn how to sell yeah. off my website. I'm going to learn how to do the next thing. And I think, well, obviously, you're starting as you mean yeah. to go on. Yeah. Have you set yourself up as a little company? Yeah, I do. I have a, yeah, me, um, me a limited liability. Yeah, and I, I do. think it's the best yeah. way to go. It I keeps do. things very clean and a little a little easier uh, when come tax season. Yeah, absolutely. I have a little company. I, I started that right at the beginning, more because I'm obviously a lot older than you, Jody. But my um, I kind of feel it would be such a much neater thing to pass on when I pop off, you know, obviously, hopefully not for many years, you know, but, you know, as you, when, as it, it sounds, it sounds so much more pleasant when you say pop off over here, off, you're like, off, yes. when I, when I die, I like pop off better. Yeah, I'm gonna start pop, using we it. just pop, we just pop off in Britain. That's just what we do. And so, so when I pop off, my children can just take that on, take that little company on and all, and it's all there under yeah. one hat with all the, all the different, mm. you know, cause I, you know, if you've got different author names or different stuff, like you write 
you know, you're obviously doing the non-fiction thing and the fiction thing. Yeah. So you've got two different hats, although you're putting your the same name on both things. But you might find later on you can, you know, you, you might write a cookbook or something or, you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? And it really doesn't matter because it's, it's entirely up to you. And I think what's so nice about an indie thing is that you've got no publisher saying, oh, but we have to have this book. Right. Or we have to have the other one because I'm just at the moment this week, I'm just working on my children's stuff, you know, and, yeah. and I can do what I like and so can you. And I think it's, yeah, yeah I think it's good. Yeah. I like to, along those lines, there is uh, an author I know who publishes prolifically. She writes a ton and is able to just pump out a lot of books. She has four pen names yeah. because she's publishing traditionally and has to send those out through different publishers so she doesn't compete with herself. In our world, you kind of want to compete with yourself. It's it's okay to have a lot of books and a lot of choices for a lot of readers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think, uh, I think also... I think indies, we're changing the the mindset of what it is to be a creative. And because we're yeah. saying, no, you can't put us in a box, I can do this and I can also do that and I can also do this other thing. And and people are beginning to accept that, you know, the general, you know, people don't expect you just to carry on writing thrillers or yeah. whatever it is, you know. So we're looking forward to the cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just don't follow any of the recipes, all right? <laughs> or whatever dark, crazy thing, you know, that you come out with. And I think that's, I think it's good. I think it's good. You know, I think the days of, I, th I think also, you know, even for artists, you know, you do a bit of illustration and that's all they want you to do, do that same thing. You know, and mm -hmm. if you want to go, well, actually, I want to paint in oils today. Well, you can as yeah. you can as an independent. I think it's, I think it's really good. So I'm glad to hear that you're um, plotting out your stories. Yeah, e even if it. even if you don't um, follow it completely, I think it's always good to have a bit of a plan, really, because you are a bit of a planner, Jody, yeah. aren't you? Um, you know, it's funny. I think necessity has created that in me a little bit. Uh, I, I would still say one of my biggest weaknesses is being able to uh, see kind of the whole picture in my mind. And so I find right now that the podcast for me almost takes a back seat because it's hard to think about doing my own podcast and write my books. And I've really been struggling lately to fit in the podcast. It becomes an afterthought. Uh, and all the time I'm like, boy, I wish I could, I could afford to bring somebody on staff to, to just be like my executive assistant and let me know this is what needs to happen right now in order for all of these things to happen. But yeah. we're a long way away from that at this point. Yeah. I think, I think that's the thing. I think there's just so many little moving parts with, being an uh -huh. indie author and if you throw it yeah. throw in the podcast thing as well you know i mean i find i work i the only way i could i mean you podcast a few couple of times a week sometimes don't you i mean i do yeah. I, I mean i take my hat off to you jenny because i just i just couldn't couldn't even cope with that for a minute you know and and it's it's just enough just to get it edited and get it out there i don't think people realize how yes. much work it is to put a little yes. show out you know because even this although yeah. we're both used to podcasting even mm. me a little bit Matt, now, you know, we, you know, we're, we're aware of not making clicks in our mouths and we're aware of not <gasps> doing this, which of course all yeah. that has to be edited out for most people, but we try and, you know, I'm, I'm aware how that I must sit still and not wriggle and, you know, all those things. <laughs> yeah. But of course people don't do that. And then you're, mm -hmm. you know, we try, I mean, I, I'm sure you do as well. I try and take as much of the mess out as I can so that it's a nice clean, yes listen for the listener and and it yeah. it takes time it takes time you know i started i started out really being specific about taking out too many ums or ahs uh and getting rid of the filler words 
And I realized that it felt not noticeably different enough. So I do leave a lot of filler in, and I also will leave rabbit trail conversations in a lot of times, unless I feel like I'm getting bored doing my editing. Yes, If I get yeah. bored while editing, then I go back and I figure out where can I cut? Because if I'm bored, I guarantee my listener is going to be bored. And that's yeah. that's like the, the cardinal sin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I think it's well, that's just like editing a book as well. If you're if you're bored yeah. editing it, then then, then you, that's got to go that bit. You know, yes. have a look at it, rewrite it, or chop it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, happy yeah. days. Oh well, now so we're talking a little bit. I know we wanted to have a quick conversation about the gap between mindset and action, and I think that's more yeah. keyed into your seven figure marketing mindset for novelists. Yeah, yeah. So. so Tell me about that. What do you think the gap is? I I have found for myself one they're they're inarguably intertwined. To act is to create mindset and to have a mindset is to force yourself into action. So having them unified helps. You can't have one without the other, but I think that mindset is typically the one that that disappears on you without you realizing what's happening. Um, mm. And there's been so many cases so far in my writing career where I've unknowingly lost the appropriate mindset. So I, I just ripped through a couple of them. Um, I, I started writing Pretty late, actually, in a, in a serious sense. I think I was about twenty or twenty one. It was the first time I ever took my hand at writing. Someone said, "Oh, that you know, you, that's really good. You should keep doing that." And it felt good, so I kept doing it and got good feedback. And um, so that first goal was, "I'm going to win all the prizes, Pulitzer Prize, yada yada, all of those things." And as I'm going along the way, I start to realize how difficult it is just to get somebody to read your work when you're seriously a writer. Mm. Uh, and and I think and pay that, for it. And pay for it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's, that's a whole different thing. Uh, but as I'm doing that and submitting to literary journals and getting rejections and starting to have a come down to earth moment, the actions are still happening. But slowly, my mind is shifting toward this is my lot in life. This is what I get. And I still have hope, but the hope becomes less anchored in the way that I'm behaving. Nothing's changing. I'm just doing the same things. And every day I get up and I write for my 90 minutes and I look in the mirror and I say, I'm doing the thing. So that must be good. But the mindset's gone. Um, when I recognize that I did change my behaviors, I went back, tried to work on my mindset, and then I get my literary agent. And I think this is the moment. It's finally going to happen for me. And after what turned out to be a three-year wait, uh, we got one offer and they weren't going to publish me till 2025. And so I parted ways with my agent and went into the world of indie. But before parting ways with my agent, because that was kind of another rebirth, like a rebirth of the mindset and realizing what I wanted to do. Uh, there was a whole long time just waiting, waiting. And I think really I had given up. Mm. I think truly I was still writing, but I think in my heart I had given up. This is not going to happen for me. And that's, I, I wish I could, I wish I could give you a tip. That would be so nice if I could give you a tip on how to spot when the mindset dies. Mm. But um, if you're doing something, if you're going through the motions and you don't have the mindset to do it for the right reasons, I guess. And with the right heart, something something breaks. And I think you don't get the results that you're hoping for. Yeah, I think you sort of lose belief sometimes. And I think as long as Very. we, it's look, first of all, we have to believe in ourselves before we can get anybody to believe in any, in, in us. Yeah. And, and if you, if you, if you kind of secretly don't really like your writing or you don't believe in it, then it's never going to work. You have to be able to, you know, I mean, there's many a time that I've had to pretend mm -hmm. that I'm better than I am. 
you know and and i think that's in a way that's quite healthy because i think you've just got to jump out there and go you know this is fine i can you know this is this is good read it it's fine you know yeah and and i think yeah absolutely you've got to uh, and I think it's about being mindful. It's about keeping an eye on how you're feeling about it. Or like you say, you know, there was a moment where you thought this isn't going to happen. And, and that's yeah. just sad, really. And so how did you get it back? Yeah. How did you get it back? What made the difference when you sort of got your self-belief? So let me let me say, I think I'm, I'm more right now on kind of a, a, a sliding scale or a spectrum. And I think I'm pointed in the right direction right now something you said that that caught my mind or my my attention was not believing in your writing i think for me that's fairly intact i guess i just have a really horribly big ego and so i've always thought my writing was great uh needs the work needs the editing but the the ideas are good and that my my ability is there what i start to wonder is if my readers will like it or if i'm like if i'm truly the exception to the the rule that i am fascinated by my own writing but no one else will like it you know can something be good and great and yet never be recognized. I think I struggle with that a little bit is that what if, what if my writing really is great and I'm not delusional, but no one ever loves it because it's only great for me. That's a weird question to ask or, or to contemplate, but that I do find is sort of where I, I sit a lot. And it's that moment when I doubt that there's a reader out there for me that really is the lowest and the most dismal. Yeah. And I think that you go through phases you know, during during the during the week, I I go through phases of um, feeling that I'm not doing enough. I'm I'm not mm-hmm. doing enough, and then and then what do I have to do? And I think this is yeah. a bit of a woman's thing, particularly. Although I'm not saying men don't get it, but I think particularly women feel we we're not we don't do enough. The house isn't tidy mm-hmm. enough. The kids aren't as well behaved. Mm-hmm. The dog's not sitting when I'm asking her. I still haven't cooked the dinner. You know, I mean, we're on that thing, and I think you know, mm-hmm. particularly my my age group we were raised to be busy all the time you know and so yeah. and, and i was sort of had a day yesterday and i thought oh god i haven't got anything done today i've got anything done today and then i thought right i'm going to sit here and i'm going to take off on my hands what i've done today and mm-hmm. literally it was i've not got enough hands for how many things i've done and that's just yeah. with my author business and i thought really stop beating yourself up you're doing enough and i think also you know the same with your self belief you know you ha- you have to understand that not not every day is going to be a great day you're going to have days where yeah. the writing doesn't come you you mm-hmm. you sit in front of the keyboard and you either write something and it's twaddle you know or you believe yeah. or you believe it's twaddle because actually you're in that mindset where you where you where the you know the shutters have come down and you think actually i'm rubbish and i'm useless mm-hmm. and i think what you have to do is is um just take a beat and go and do something else and come back to it tomorrow if that's what it takes or realize that actually Mm -hmm. perhaps that's the moment that you need to go and have a little break and blow me down if you just give it a minute i know when i've looked back on stuff thinking oh that was rubbish and then when i look back Mm -hmm. on it a couple of weeks later i thought actually you know this is fine it's pretty good you know and it is fine it is fine because you can do this and you know if i can do it jody you can do it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, you know, I, and, I and if I can do it, everybody yeah. listening can do it. It's, yeah, it's yeah, very exactly. much, yeah, dialing into um, being clear on what you want. I think that that's really important. And that's been a, a great journey as well, figuring out this is something that I really, really want. Uh, that helps action and mindset, just knowing I want this. 
because that can be difficult sometimes too. I don't know if you'll relate with this. I, I imagine you will, but sometimes you put in all this effort. Uh, right now, I'm I'm spending money to advertise my my books, uh, and I watch the dollars go up, and I'm waiting for that advertisement to convert its first sale, and. Every dollar I part with, I'm like, do I really want this? Do I really want this? Yeah. You know, there goes another gallon of gas for the car or my vacation to Texas or whatever it might yeah. be. Um, that's central as well is, is continuing to ask yourself, do I want this? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it is very hard. And I think, I think, do I want this is also, also sort of sublimely or well, perhaps sublimely isn't the right word, it's, but it's keyed into, do I deserve it? I, th- mm. I think that's, I think that goes in to the whole yeah. thing of it. And, and this is, you know, whether you're a writer or whatever you're doing, you know, mm-hmm. when you want success, you, you kind of think, do, do I deserve it? Have I done enough? You know, and, and, um, you know, the older I get, I, you know, and I've got a few books under my belt, not as many as some people, you know, but more than a few, but I think mm-hmm. at some point you have to go, yeah, I actually, I, I'm okay, and I I do deserve it. And you can you can have it. It's it's there for, you know. It's going to take a lot of work. I don't think anything lands in your lap. I mean, no. I think the other thing is with the mindset thing. Um, it's it's the mindset is about hard work as well. I think you have to have a working mindset because there is yeah. no shortcut, especially when you're an indie. Nobody's going to go oh, no, actually, this cover would look better, or actually, let's cut out chapter six. You know, it's all down to you. The buck stops and starts with with your own self. And I think that's quite a brave thing to go, this is it. Yeah. This is me. I'm doing it. And uh, yeah. here we go. <laughs> yeah. Someone went all nuts, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it is a lot to take on, you know. Yeah, it is. Um yeah, the self-doubt is huge at every step along the way. Um, you mentioned the, the idea of, do I deserve this? I'm not going to stay here super long because I don't know that there's anything other than if a person can relate to this feeling and somehow explore it for themselves. And maybe that's helpful. But uh, that that also, I didn't realize till you said it, that that is a really big part of, of just what happens inside my head. Um, I have made some cataclysmic mistakes in my life. I've hurt people. Uh, I've I've broken laws. I've done bad things. I was not a well-behaved kid, and I went through a lot of times where there was just bad choices. It took me a long time to get things kind of figured out, and I think I still have a huge wrestle. And there are times where I wonder um, if this world is based on karma. Is there any chance I can be successful? That probably is a really, really constant uh, internal battle for me of wondering that, um, that, that idea of, do I deserve this, which there's, what, what can you do? Cause that's not even about how hard you work. You could work your, your bum off. And, um, if something like karma exists and you just have to repay the ledger, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that strange? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think we've all done things in our youth where, where, uh, yeah. you know, we, you know, I can look back on quite a few things and a rather messy <laughs> divorce and all sorts of odds and ends, you yeah. know, where I haven't been as, um, uh, I don't know, as, as nice as I could have been, you know, uh, and I, and I yeah. think we've, we've all, we're all human after all. And possibly, yeah. possibly that's what the, you know, I mean, I look at some of the young people that write and I think, well, that's great, but I couldn't have, I didn't really start until I was in my forties and, and mm. I, 
and and I don't never had any aspirations to be a writer, but when I began, mm-hmm. I I realised that I, you know, the slightly, you know, the interesting life, should we say, <laughs> the interesting life that I've led, um, mm. enabled me to put words down onto the page. So perhaps that's part of it that you've, you know, if you've yeah. got it, you know, like we were talking about swearing when when I came on, when yeah. we were having a chat the other day, and and you know, and the dark side and writing things, you know, because at the end of the yeah. day, a story if it was all happy, 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 you know, and everybody was pleasant, you wouldn't have a story. And we're the same. We're the same as our stories. If we were all pleasant, 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 we'd either be as boring as F-U-C-K or, or we'd <laughs> yeah. be, you know what I mean? Or, or no, it's just not as interesting. Because I think yep. it's, you know, we're many faceted and that's what makes a writer, makes a person. So yeah. I don't think karma's out to get you, Jody. I think you're going to be fine. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I feel pretty safe. That's the case. You you go down your your uh, your existential uh, rabbit holes every once in a while. I will say something interesting that you caused me to reflect on is the difference between um, order and chaos. And I think that's really central to everything that I write. Uh, and and I'm realizing that it's a, a huge theme in the the Luke and Time mysteries. Um, but my my wife happens to be kind of the missing ingredient for me in my life and keeping me stable because I'm still I'm still real close to unstable at certain times and leaning into her and allowing her to be orderly in my chaotic existence. Uh, it works for both of us. I think I provided something to her in my chaos, not just adventure, not just the spectacle. Like I think that my chaos actually enables her to do things uh, that that are are good too. So having people in your life, whether it's just a friend or a family member who kind of um compliment you is is a, a great thing for for a writer's life but now i've totally veered away from everything that you want to talk about and i apologize <laughs> <laughs> we tend to do this don't we <laughs> no i think it's interesting and i think if i think lucky you know any creative person if you've got somebody that gives you that support and that uh, and helps you to be and and sometimes they don't even have to like what you're writing you don't have yes. to actually like your work. I mean, I'm lucky. My husband does read my stuff and he does like it, yeah. and that's great. But but he supports me in so many more ways as well and understands me as a as a person. I'm I'm rather odd, actually, because although we're here chatting away and you, most people say, well, we find you really easy to talk to, I'm actually a loner. And, mm. and I'm a loner that got married and a, a loner that went yeah. out into the world. And, and actually I am very happy in my own company so sometimes i get a bit overwhelmed with um lots of social stuff you know like i well like if i'm doing a podcast yeah. like this i will only do one a day because i actually can't cope with more mm. I'm, I'm beyond yeah. it yeah i i, I find yeah. it i find it quite uh, you know exhilarating and really interesting but also incredibly draining and it's a very strange double thing you know so i think if you've got mm. somebody who can understand your quirks and still like you and support you. I think that's really key to, you know, carrying on really. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I think that's the important piece, having somebody to just uh, fill in some of the spots. I'm a lot like you that I I can be by myself for almost forever and not, not have a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing, isn't it? And yet here we are chatting away to the world, (laughs) but, but yeah, it's it's a little bit of a dichotomy, but yeah, yeah, it is a, Mm -hmm. it is a strange one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so hmm. So how do you think people can fix the gap between the mindset and the action then? What what would you say in your book that 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 you help people get over that? Yeah. So in 
a couple of things. One, I think we discussed it on, on my show uh, when I had you on recently that um, I question the seven-figure marketing mindset as being kind of a, a complete thing in some ways because it really addresses the mindset, but it's also the first book that I'm selling. And so I think that there's a lot there that that can help you think about things in a new way. In fact, at one of my very favorite reviews so far is a woman who's like, I bought this book. She gave it five stars. And she said, this book told me that I don't really want to have a best-selling book. That's what it taught me because of all of the work and the energy and the effort and the discipline that goes into it. Uh, and so that's what I would say is, is do, if I'm going to give a tip from the book and from everything that I'm learning right now is do a litmus test on yourself to say, does my wanting really uh, rise to the level of reality? Am I willing to sacrifice things? For some people, that'll be money. For some people, that'll be time. For some people, that will be activities. I don't know what your thing is, but you're going to run into something somewhere along the line where you either say, yes, I'm willing to do this thing that I hate to get this thing that I want more, or this is the level at which I'm going to stop because if I go beyond this, it's kind of miserable. So that's, I think, my tip for you is is every time you think I don't want to do that, ask, am I willing to stop at this level? And that's I think that's the mindset piece. The mindset will rise to there. And if you can get your mind beyond that objection, then I think you will rise in your actions as well. The big one for my book, and then I'll shut up, is knock on a stranger's door. And this can be more metaphorical, but you have to put yourself in front of a complete stranger and ask them to buy your book. And if you're unable to do that, I think that that permeates all across everything because you can spend marketing dollars and you can do a lot of things. But if you can't ask someone to buy your book, then I think the disconnect really comes from the mindset that you don't want to be a bestseller. I think that is the case. It's that sounds so blunt when I say it that way, but I think that is the case. Mm. No, I think you're right. I think you're really right. And I think, uh, you know, it, it's a case of um, being able to reach out and having having the having the belief to do that. Uh, but also, it, it's about being a bit brave, really, and making yourself do it. Sometimes, you know, especially yeah. when you start off. Uh, I, th- yes. I think I've got a bit more thick-skinned about it now, as you probably have as well. And I think yeah. I think it's just a case of really just getting out there and and having the uh, the you know the, the the mindset to really give it a go and get it out there in front of as many people as you can in all sorts of different ways. And and, and sometimes it's about actually putting your money behind it and saying, right, I'm going to I'm going to do actual paid advertising. And I think that can be a yes. great that can be a great leap of self belief. I know when I did a bit last year, I sort of thought, "Oh my God, this is it! I'm actually spending money on this," you know. Right. And and, it, exactly. and it'll certainly tell you where your book sits and whether you've got something that you feel is commercially viable. Which is what I've learned yeah. is actually I don't think the books that I have out at the moment are actually commercially viable. Yeah. Uh, well, here's, you know, so, here's so the, the thing I'm writing now is much more written to market. I actually finished, yeah. I finished my work in progress yesterday. Way. And so, yeah, uh, so thank you. So, and, and I do feel very sure about this. When I thought mm-hmm. of the idea, I knew exactly how I'd market it, which is a completely different thing. Whereas the other books, I yeah. just wrote them for the fun of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, because my imagination took me there, but, but this stuff that I'm doing now, which will be out in a couple of months I know exactly what I want to say about it. And I think that's the difference because you've been out in the world a bit longer and you know, Mm -hmm. you know, that you have to be able to say, 
what it's about and you have to be able to sell it in order to make it a viable thing yeah you're you're very right about the the commercial appeal you have to have something that that is commercially appealing i also part of me wanted to challenge you when you said that your past works maybe weren't commercially viable that's the one in my opinion that's the one downside to paid advertising is there's so much specificity that goes into creating an ad, creating an offer, and then putting it out there and paying to get it in front of people. And I'm finding this out because I've joined a program that I'm paying for that is teaching me this. And where I see um, my initial belief about what people are interested in is a lot of times incorrect. And so I get feedback from the money I spend. And then I see where did I make a mistake? And I change one thing at a time and and see, does that work a little bit better? I wonder if you would get a similar response for your books, but also what you said is you have this new one that you know what you're going to do and you're going to learn so much from that. Yeah. That's, that's I, th- I think I know. I know that's where I'm going to put my bucks this year. When when I when yeah. I get that, I know. I know. In fact, I'm so. Sh- I don't think it's going to be. You know, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to sell as much as Harry's spare <laughs> thing that's out at the moment. But um, yeah. I feel confident with it. Yeah. You know, I. Uh, awesome. You know, when I've. You know, as as I finished it up yesterday evening, I thought, mm-hmm. yeah. Here we go. This is this is going to be fun. It's you know it's it's a good it's a good thing and and uh, yeah you know and I feel I feel much more confident um, selling it. I'm very clear what the cover's going to look like. I know mm-hmm. you know I know what the next book is. I know the one the one after that. You know I have a a feel for it, which I think is um, interesting. And I haven't really been in that position before. I haven't really set out to write to market, but. When the idea came to me, I thought, ah, yes, this is it. Yeah. This is the one. Yep. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. So yeah. my point is, having said this, is I think it, you're able to write quite a lot of stuff. And and somewhere along the line, if you keep on, you'll find something that fits and that's going to work, you know. Yeah. For the for the broader audience, you're saying? Um. Or, or for or for a particular audience, I don't think it matters. Okay. Yeah, just where where you really know what to do with it. You know what to what do with it exactly, yeah, exactly yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. You know, you know what to do with it. You're you you know exactly the flavor of this thing. You know, and you know yeah. what to tell people that what's in it. Whereas with the dark fantasy that I've written, I've kind of thought, oh, well, it's this and it's that and it's the and it's the. You know, if I could go back and rewrite it, I would have a different a different idea about how to do it and how to put it together. Yeah. 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 Whereas I think, you know, when you start off, you do that, but that, that it's all part of the, the learning curve, isn't it? You know, as advertisers, as writers, as, you know, as the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So I, find, I, yeah, go ahead. No, go, go, go. I, I was just going to say, I find it, uh, my, my brain wants to go back to some of the same themes. I'm, I'm really, really fascinated by a couple of things. And I notice even in drafting the, the, the books that I am right now or the plot for the books, um, that I want to dive back into a couple of things. And this is not the time to discuss that. So I do think that's funny, um, how our brain will draw us back to things sometimes. And you have to make this conscious choice to travel a different road to get a different outcome. Yeah. Um, the uncertainty of what do I do with this thing? Or knowing if I could just do it like this, I know exactly what to do with this thing too. There's both both journeys. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Uh, well, you know, we write, we we do, and and um, yeah. So, well, anyway, you you 
doing pretty well because you've got two quite different things out in the market and i think Mm -hmm. that'll teach you a lot i think you'll 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 you know each thing is a different thing to market and and so when you're marketing two different things i think that teaches you something else again i mean i've never put any money behind my author as a children's writer um Mm -hmm. but as i'm kind of redoing the covers and having a bit of a fiddle with those this week you know i I might do a bit more with those i think yeah anyway jody we are nearly out of time so before it all clicks out because i hate to say i do use the free thing and i don't care who knows it um but um jody tell us your website so people can go and buy directly from you yes (laughs) yeah it's uh made it as easy for you as i could it's www.jodyjsperling.com which is my author name Anywhere you type in Jody J. Sperling, you should be able to find me on Twitter, Facebook, all of that kind of stuff. I, I, this is the one thing I think I've done well is make sure that my presence is 100% Jody J. Sperling. Um, and if you want the deal for all three of my books, if you are interested in reading them as ebooks, uh, you can reach out to me at jodyjsperling at gmail.com and I will send you a link directly to the deal. It's the only way you can get all three books for nine bucks. So yeah, um, otherwise, significantly cheaper on the website. Yeah, brilliant. And I think that's I think that's great. And I'm always sort of telling people, you know, that ask me for stuff that put your same name on everything. You know, don't don't call yourself DJ Bowman Smith Custard at custardcream.com or something. (laughs) Right, exactly. Because people can't find you. And I I find it it's really hard to do that if people have got some other name as funny as it seemed at the time. It just doesn't work. Yeah, call don't have a different Twitter handle, just everything's your name. Yeah. No. And 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 really honestly if we're talking practical tips for just a second, don't put writer in your your apps or your name at all either because people will know you by your reputation. You don't need to um tell them you're a writer and it makes it almost impossible to find you strangely. So. Yes, yeah, very strange. Oh, well, Jody, thank you for coming on here again and and uh, I think you're sort of my friend of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was lovely. Thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we got to talk again. It was, yeah. it was great. Yeah, it's great. Well, I could talk to you all night, but there you go. Lovely to talk to Jody again and wish him all the best with all his books and you can find links to Jody's website uh, where you can buy all his stuff. Um so go along and find them. You know, if you want a thriller or um, something about book marketing. Okay, well, that's it then. Um, Next week, my guest is the poet Carissa Stewart. Now, I'm excited to have Carissa on because she is, in fact, my first poet. And this is what I found. Now, I've kind of done, you know, as I mentioned before, this is episode 30. And so I've done 30 podcasts. Well, a few less than that because I did a couple of solo episodes. But... uh, yeah, it's been really interesting. I've talked to some amazing people. But as I'm sort of moving on with this um, project, I've noticed that a few writers are less reluctant to come on than other ones, than the other sorts of writers. And the, the ones that are reluctant to come on are children's authors and poets. Yes, most interesting. So if you are a poet and you're listening to this, don't be scared. I'm easy to talk to. Carissa didn't find it too awful, I don't think. And uh, and if you're a children's author, well, I'd love to have you because I'm also a children's author. So, you know, get in touch. Um, notes in the show notes, blah, blah, blah. You know how it goes. Anyway, that's enough for me. Um, thanks for listening. This has been the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman Smith. You can find me at djbowmansmith.com, funnily enough. And uh, all, also, you can find me as a children's author as, as tigermolly.com. So have a look for that. And if you put either of those two words into social media, you'll probably find I'll pop up on most of them. So, yeah, lovely to have you and um, great.
great. See you next week for episode 31. Until next time. Bye bye.